Arts Practitioner, Episode 3, F off and stop staring at me. Before we get into Episode 3, I wanted to touch on some of the conversations that last month's episode inspired. We were talking about the importance of location or place, and I just really wanted to share a comment that came through by email from researcher Dr Nicola Hatton at the University of Winchester, who works in dementia care settings. She says, I often find myself working in uninspiring spaces and this can have a real impact on the work. However, it is possible, as you say, to create a new relationship with a bland space that goes beyond its intended function as a meeting room, community hall, etc. And that subtle changes to the layout of the room can disrupt the pattern of things and change the feel of the environment. Back to episode three and this month's theme of performance. The title was, unfortunately, an opening line from a children's performance Purple Patch once did, unintended and completely improvised by the performer involved, may I add. We'd got some funding from a local authority to run a summer theatre group for children and young people with disabilities, and it was a great success. We'd learned about props, costume, devising and working from an existing story, and we thought it'd be great to showcase some of the work for parents and funders to see. Some of the young people were delighted at the opportunity to show off their skills, others less so. The young chap who provided our opening line was perhaps the most reluctant to perform, which manifested in him forgetting everything he was supposed to be doing and then becoming quite anxious. He hadn't been keen on a backstage alternative, so we asked him to open the show by setting a table on stage, however he thought fit, for a Mad Hatter's Tea Party-themed scene, and then got other, more confident performers to join him and simply mirror what he did. We thought we'd nailed it, and I have to confess we were feeling pretty pleased with ourselves as parents and funders took their seats for the performance, perhaps even a little smug that we'd found a creative technique that genuinely worked for him. What we hadn't factored in, though, was the audience. He walked on stage, took one look at the crowd watching him and uttered the now immortal line, F off and stop staring at me. It probably wasn't quite what the commissioners had in mind. What you're hearing now is an excerpt from a performance at Castaway in Ghoul. I want to open with a collection of thoughts from the performers there to get their perspective on what performing means to them. All the shows that we do are like <coughs> musicals. Um, the one musical we did was Joseph. And um, I, was, I was the narrator and I had to sing a solo. And I, I was really nervous about doing it, but... Um, when I did it, my mum and dad were just so proud of me and they couldn't see every show I do. I liked the Adams family because I had a solo and I really enjoyed it. Well, the one for me would be A Midsummer Night's Dream because I played Oberon and it was the first major part I'd ever took on. I'm really struck when I listen to these by how important a sense of a starring role is. Almost without exception, most people's favourite show correlated with an experience of feeling like they were in the limelight. There's obviously something about being seen by an audience that really makes this important for the performers involved. This sentiment is echoed by Gareth Evans at Carousel when he talks about the performers they support. My name's Gareth Evans. I uh, work for Carousel in Brighton. Uh, my job there is uh, senior producer for our music programme of work. So I uh, coordinate a music 
uh, our music work essentially. So we support learned disabled artists and bands. Uh, so for example, tonight we're with Daniel Wakeford and we've brought him up from Brighton to, uh, to do a show in Todmorden. Um, we, we do lots of other pro projects as well in, in our music. We also have a, a film programme of work. Um, we have an Oscar Bright Film Festival that happens every couple of years. So we, we do a lot of different work with learned disabled artists. Across all of our work, we really try and uh, encourage the artists that we support to put their voice and their kind of take on, on, on things. So whether that's Daniel writing original music or if it's um, a filmmaker making a film that's about something that they want to make a film about, uh, that, that's kind of the, the way we approach supporting artists. And so like being able to have the opportunity to showcase and perform, uh, perform that art live, that music live, is really important. It's you know, where people are going to really, um, I guess, get to see it, get to engage with it. When we met Gareth, he was supporting musician Daniel Wakeford on a tour. You may have seen Daniel on Channel 4's The Undateables. He's become something of a celebrity since his TV appearances, which really kick-started the marketing for his album. This celebrity status is clearly something that means a lot to Daniel, and when we interviewed him, he spoke a lot about his fans as being pretty central to his performances. Hi, I'm Daniel Wakeford. Um, I'm a solo singer and, and a songwriter. What is it like I perform? Well, um, I'm really I'm so happy when um, the girls came, the girls will coming here to arrive and the girls might gonna see me on the stage and they can shout at me, hey! It seems to be accepted as a universal truth that as an SEND arts practitioner, working with groups towards a performance is a positive thing. It builds confidence, it supports self-advocacy, it represents disabled people in their communities, it provides training and job opportunities. I could go on. We know of countless practitioners and organisations within our region who train performers and produce outward-facing work with people with learning disabilities. In Yorkshire, we have a feral number of organisations who offer performance training and produce outward-facing work. There's of course Mind the Gap and Castaway, who were featured in last month's episode, along with Dark Horse Theatre over in Huddersfield, who are theatre specialists and musical arc in Leeds, who are music specialists. There are also a number of mainstream organisations who offer specialist programmes including Opera North, Northern Ballet, West Yorkshire Playhouse and Yorkshire Dance. But as our tale from the opening demonstrates, working towards performance is not always plain sailing. We spoke to Sophie Alder at Northern Ballet and heard not only about the successes of performance in her setting, but also her reflections on some of the difficulties. So at Northern Ballet we run the Ability Programme, which is a course that runs one day a week for adults with learning disabilities. The emphasis is really about um, developing dance skills. So we do Pilates and technique in the morning, and then in the afternoon we work creatively towards performances. We've, we've done performances in, in several different places. Most recently they performed um, in our studio theatre. But in the past, we've also performed flash mobs in shopping centres. I was slightly concerned how they would respond performing in a, in a public space, a very open public space, which can be daunting for anyone having just members of the public walk past because also you don't know how the general public are going to respond either um, but they 
They really enjoyed it. They threw themselves into it. They weren't worried at all. They, it, it was the excitement and the, and the joy of, of dancing and performing somewhere that, that really took over. And the general public received it really well. We ended up with a big crowd watching who were really supportive. Um, big applause at the end. And it, yeah, it was really successful. And I think that's probably one of the best things we've done on the course so far and I think it really did kind of challenge people's preconceived ideas about disability and people with disabilities and what they can do so it was really good in that That's sense as well I think one of the things that we found really really useful is is using film so we'll film what we've come up with by the end of one session and then at the beginning of the next session we'll we'll watch it back um, and then we'll work on refining it a bit more film at the end of that session and watch it back the next and it's when we haven't done it we've really noticed the difference um, and when we have done it we've seen a really clear development week by week and I think it's always really handy we we work in a team, so there's three of us who work with the group. I'm the lead artist, we have a support artist, Mia, and then we have our apprentice, the learning apprentice who works with us. And working in a team not only enables you to break off and work with individuals or small groups, but you see very different things in the work and you see different things in their ideas, what they come up with. It's not just one person's opinion or one person's viewpoint. So I think the three of us all bring something very different out of the participants. With a, with a course like Ability, performance is part of the course. It, it's, it's viewed as, a, as an important part of it. I think with projects, you need to think about what the aims are for that project and whether a performance opportunity would enhance those aims or whether actually it would detract from them. And also it depends on the group and whether performance would be appropriate or suitable for them maybe, whether they are at a stage in their level of confidence that a performance would be an enjoyable thing or whether it would be too stressful. Lessons from our contributors this time seem to be that offering performing opportunities is key for individuals to give them a chance for their voice to be heard. However, performance isn't the right outlet for everyone and it's important not to have a one-size-fits-all approach to performing. Enjoying creative activity doesn't necessarily indicate a desire to present in front of an audience. As ever, we want to hear your thoughts and we might even tweet a few of you directly to ask. Any dire performance moments that rival our tale from the title? When might performance not be a good idea? And what difference does it make to the people you work with? Email us at podcasts at purplepatcharts.org or find us on Twitter at purplepatcharts with the hashtag purplepodcast. Next time on the SEND Arts Practitioner, we're going to be looking at quality, how we define quality in our practice and what it means when things are deemed to be high quality or not. Thank you to our contributors, Castaway, Gareth Evans from Carousel, Daniel Wakeford and Sophie Alder from Northern Ballet. The SEND Arts Practitioner is a Purple Patch production supported by Cape UK. Cape UK.